Welcome to Endometri What with me, Chloe Kidd, where I am going to be talking about everything circulating around the condition that I have got called endometriosis. These episodes that I will be creating are my own opinion and what I have researched. Hi all, welcome. Today I thought I would bring my fiancé Brett on with me onto this podcast to get his view on my current condition and sort of explain how it affects us as a couple with our day-to-day lives. Hey guys, how's it going? So, um, what I've printed out in front of both Brett and I is a sheet with everything bullet pointed so we don't like miss anything out so first thing i thought we were talk about is like the hospital trips so like when we first before we even found out that i ha- even had this condition i would say it's uh it's been, it was pretty tough at the start with wasn't it yeah it was um especially when we go in within the urology area i think we, we we'd had a uh, holiday for a whole week in october Well, we had a whole week off, didn't we? I did explain it in my diagnosis how many times a day we went up to the hospital and we were under urology. So just a refresh. um, I, when I first had these problems, I went to my doctors and they were meant to refer me to a urogynecologist. Instead, they referred me to urology. So I didn't even see a gynecologist before this even started properly. <laughs> so we basically spent about what was it about four days during, during our, our, our week four off, days. Um, consistently through having scans and everything, um, and the fact that they, they they thought originally it was kidney stones or anything like that. Well, they that. thought it was kidney or gallbladder, didn't they? Gallbladder stones. Um, so. I think at the end of that four-day period, it, it got a bit frustrating in the end. Um, and then it was consistent trips up to A&E with severe pain. Um, needless to say, it was very heartbreaking to see you, how much pain you were in mm. and consistently in tears. Um, from where I was sitting, it, was not, it wasn't pleasant at all. No, it wasn't. Especially the time that we went up to A&E. And I was laying on the bed and you were sat on the chair next to me. And then that duty doctor who came from Ipswich Hospital, I think he was on a back on loan. And he turned around and said, have you considered it to be endometriosis? What was your reaction to that? Because I remember we both Googled it straight away, didn't we? On our phones thinking, I know you shouldn't Google anything because you don't know what the internet brings up. I'd never heard of it. I'd, I'd, I'd never heard of it. Um... And obviously speaking to some of the women at work for myself um, and kind of saying what it was and immediately they knew what it was straight away because either their their daughters or or they they dealt with it in the past through pregnancies before before pregnancies um, so the knowledge of it was was unknown um, to then find out that potentially that you had it um, I mean, we, like I say, we, we assumed it, we, it, it could, you have, you have had issues with your kidneys in the past. We'd thought it oh, yeah, was... Yeah, we thought was, straight away it was kidney stones. We thought where, it was a kidney issue. Yeah, because where my pain was is basically my lower back and round the side and then in my lower abdominal area. But they thought to begin with, because of it being based where it was and me having kidney problems in the past, they did say straight away, oh, have you thought it could be kidney stones or gallbladder stones? 
and they wanted to rule that out straight away because obviously I wasn't passing urine prop. Well, I was passing urine, but it was the fact it was burning urine and it smelt like there was blood in it. And we were like trying to put two and two together saying, why is this causing this for me to be in so much pain? I mean, predominantly it was just back pain, but it was gradually edging around to the the front area. I don't normally disrespect doctors in any way, but the fact that when the, the urology doctor near the end of it said it was back spasms, I mean, um, I, I obviously questioned it because how, how can it be back spasms eventually where where you're, in fact, like you're saying, you're urinating and it's like the smell of blood. But the fact is the back pain was excruciating, but it was, now the, the pain was gradually moving around to where your womb is, you know. Um, I kind of questioned it. But, uh, why is it it can't just be back pain anymore is is something else is seriously wrong and unfortunately the answers weren't given in those four days that we were there no it wasn't um, it, it, it didn't conclude properly did it when no, they were it, just asking us the fact it wasn't until probably our last trip our last trip to A&E to the fact that a like I say a, a, a duty doctor that we'd never met before actually questioned if you've gone through all of it and bear in mind we didn't actually get any test results we done went through all these scans and everything and never got anything uh, scan results or anything until i got referred to pain management pain management, and then saw for ourselves and it was you know it, was, it put my it was, mind, mind at ease it was peace of mind but the fact is you know it wasn't given until we saw those results until he said it could be potentially endometriosis we never knew it no, we didn't. And it was not until I think pain management concluded with urology to say, right, I think she needs to be referred to gynecology. And that's when the ball, the, not the ball, the um, ball started moving. Because it was the fact that that's how I kept telling myself when, when they said, because I had my cystoscopy and they said they couldn't find nothing. And uh, it was like, right, that's another door shut. Another one's now going to open soon because she turned around and said to me, the lady who did my cystoscopy, who was a lovely lady, she turned around and said, I will um, consult with your consultant, which was, I think, Mr. Fellows or Dr. Fellows. And he turned around and did say, I will um, go from there and refer you to gynecology. We'll refer you to gynecology and see what, what, what they can find, if they can find anything. I say it was, it was a long, long, long wounded process. I mean, like I say, we never really got got any any results, and just to have those scan results on the pain manager was just peace of mind. Um, I think then from there it's been a long wounded process. Lots of different types of medication you've been on, which mm. various side effects with it, especially tiredness. Um, Rash, rash, everything. It, it, it's been literally, it's, it's been our own little, exp- uh, little personal experiment, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, and obviously, late, late, lately the laparoscopy has obviously found that. Um, obviously, the person that you, you were you were with on that day, thankfully, you got you got the the got the results that I the wanted. Results you wanted. But unfortunately, some other people who have the same sort of symptoms that you have... Have some, not got a diagnosis yet. It doesn't always bring it out, unfortunately. No. Um, I will just mention, um, I mentioned the doctor's name wrong. It's just clicked in my head. His name was Mr Finch. There was Dr. Mr or Dr Finch. 
it just it just clicked in my head when I said fellows. I was like, hang on, it's not fellows, it's Finch. But yeah, no, I think it was a big sign of relief to see the photographs of what my cons- well, he's now my going to be my consultant. It's Mr. Prosser Prosser Snelling. He is absolutely brilliant. I re- he has done so much for me already that I haven't even started my journey into treatment yet. But he reassured me. He got the photos out. So, like, because the laparoscopy is a camera that goes into your stomach. And he took photos and he turned around and told me, he explained everything, what he had done. And it made so much sense. And when he showed me the where my endometriosis is, uh, my face just dropped. And he said straight away to me, he's like, you know what that is, because you've seen photos, haven't you? And I was like, yeah, I have. And I go, that's endometriosis, isn't it? And he goes, it's not severe which I'm quite grateful for I feel sorry for people that have like really bad cases of it in different places especially on their womb or where where I've got it is on my pouch of Douglas which I want to say is where your bladder and your bowel are connected with the I don't know if it's a piece of skin or, or muscle I'm not really too sure I think I most probably will start asking questions when I get, get to see the endometriosis team but that has put a big relief to know what my pain is now I don't know if that's the same for you uh, for sure I mean let's say see, seeing you in pain on, on obviously we had the last couple of years haven't been pretty I mean no, the, not. The, the last last year it was dislocation of the knee wasn't it you, 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 yeah you, March you, you, <laughs> you, you went through pretty much all last year of being in pain and on crutches for large majority from March with dislocating your knee and then having to go through physiotherapy or through that um and then as soon as that when october came and this started happening so the last year and a half has not been easy no, it's not. by any any strength any dream of the imagination at all um and it's, it's it affected it's actually affected us quite 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 drastically i would say mm. um relationship wise it's been an emotional roller coaster, if, if 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 that's how you would want to describe. Well, yeah, an emotional roller coaster, which actually leads on to our next topic, which is how it affects our relationship as a whole. Which at times it's tough. It is tough. At times it's tough. Um, we've had numerous discussions, arguments. I mean, it's literally if she's in that much pain or any bites pain and stress the only way Chloe can vent that is anger and frustration I take it out on him I, ha- I hate it every time I don't know what it is it's like I get built up with so much emotion that it comes to a point then you like when you bottle up and you want to explode and yeah when I explode I it's always that breath and I absolutely hate it it's not easy because it's the fact that Sometimes I have my good days and my bad days. Sometimes I'm absolutely fine. I can get about, I move about, I do like exercise. And then other days I could be curled up in bed with a hot water bottle and not get out of bed at all. I say it's, 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 been a, it's been a tough roller coaster. It's not, it's not been easy. No. Um, but I think it's brought more strength out of both of us to want to fight for each other. Oh yeah, for definite. In, in relationships, you have your own tests. 
you have your relationship tests in terms of either when you first move in together or uh, arguments and things like that. It's those sort of tests and everything, or when you're not seeing each other for long periods of time, it's those sort of things that that a relationship is truly tested. Oh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that ours is perfect. It's far, far from. Um, but I feel probably our, our relationship has gone through... Challenging the more, times. The more, the more vigorous tests than a normal relationship would. Oh, yeah. For definite. For definite. You know, we've gone through... I say a year and a half of hell, if anything else. <laughs> Um, ups and downs there's been a lot there's been a lot there have been probably more arguments than you can think of in this the majority of it is because I don't I could say I have been le- a bit more lazier because at some point so those was to do the washing up or those to do something that involved me lifting things it does trigger a spasm in my back and I know that some people can get really bad back pain during this as well and I know that I could most probably say, I put my hands up, I don't help as much as I used to. And I need to start pulling my weight. I need to start helping out because it's not fair on just Brett doing the things that he does uh, like on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I say, if, if anything, I would say, um, I'm more than happy to do a large majority of the jumper stuff. Um, I say we're living together for crying out loud um, I know that's one of our topics when we move on but I think we cover it more or less might as well cover it right now well, as, as we're kind of going through parts of this um, living together has been difficult I, I put my hands up that has been difficult that it comes to points that we try, we try and spend time together but we do sometimes actually give each other space don't we I think at the moment, because we're both at the moment going through this COVID-19 basis, we're both key workers. Um, at the moment, we're going through stressful times. On, I know we both we both work different industries you know, within the NHS, some within the retail sector, and it's both stresses are where where we where we just come home and we work different times. Oh yeah, because large majority of the time I'm home before you. So if anything is come in the door first thing you want to do is go upstairs have a bath and then just chill out upstairs I'm quite happy to stay downstairs and just chill out and watch TV play on the Xbox and whatnot Um, in that respect we we, we give each other the space Um, but there are times where we miss that kind of intimacy if anything where we just want to go So I'll probably come upstairs and see if you're alright, and then... Yeah, you always reassure me. It's not like you just leave me alone and go, yeah, let her get get on with whatever she wants to do upstairs. But no, you always come upstairs. You always, well, even if we're we're lazy, you always message me on Facebook to say, you okay? (laughs) Do you need anything? (laughs) It could be like, it could literally be like that. I'll, I'll be sitting in the armchair down on the on, on, in the living room, and I'll let you go. I can't be asked to go up to the chair. I'll, I'll just Facebook message you. <laughs> just uh, in the recliner. <laughs> just like, nah, don't worry, she'll be alright. <laughs> generally, living together, I think, is the best thing we ever done. Yeah. The, 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 generally, the, the 
the best decision we probably have made is, is, is moving in together. It's made life so much easier for myself. Um, not only the location area, but it's, it's, it's just just the, the general area around where we live as well. It's, it's such a nice, quiet area of most times. Um, but, like I said, the, the, there have been tests around on here where... Uh, there have been lashings out at times due to the pain and obviously the, the fact that some parts of it where you can't can't do things and I totally okay. accept that um, as well as you do at times you can't probably do as much as what I probably would do yeah but you have stepped up in the past in, in, the, in previous times and, and current times now to, to try and push yourself a little bit further so that I've got to push myself because if I it's not going to be help, helpful if I was just to lounge about. I know that some people might find it easy to lounge about and not be able to do anything and be like, oh, not not like pity me sort of thing. I know that some people find it more difficult to do day-to-day things than I can. I know that I haven't got the severe case. I've got the mild case. I've got the stage one case of it, which is not as bad as someone that might have stage four of it because there's four stages of it. Um, I know that I could miss probably get get worse, but let's cross that let's not cross that bridge until we come to it. But it's I can see like because I follow people on Instagram, I follow people on Twitter, and I can see how people with different stages it affects them in different ways. So it's not like say someone with a stage four case and me with a stage one case there can be so many different things that that could happen to them to what could happen to me if that makes sense i mean what would you consider i mean if we move on to one of our other ones is the general chores i mean we're talking about living together um how does it feel just generally doing the general chores? I mean, the general chores that you and we tend to do when we share it out is we cook near enough every night, if we do. Yeah, we try and take it, up, we try and take it turns. Washing up is a chore for me. <laughs> I think we've both noticed that. But we try and take it in turns to wash up as much as we can. I think for you, it's, 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 it's kind of the same as me. I have I have general back issues as well, which when I stand in a certain position or a certain place at a long given time, so such as doing the washing up, stand up, my back stiffens up, so the lower my lower back muscles seize up and give me pain. Yeah, now, I've I know noticed that. I know, I know for for a fact that's nowhere near as painful as what what you go through, but I get the taste of the pain when I stand in a serious uh, in a similar place for that period of time oh yeah um that's why i try and say to us take a break in between so say something needs soaking like for example a pan or a saucepan we always try and leave it in the sink go and do something else and then come back to it but it's not always that easy because sometimes we do forget and leave it in the sink overnight but we always come back to it the next morning and try and wash it up and put it away but it's never I know that some chores I find difficult, like i.e. trying to lift things. I try I try and lift because obviously we put our linen into a basket and take it upstairs. I try and lift it. I don't try and lift as much as I do at work. So at work I 
I, I left notes. I um, moved case notes. And I try not to lift as much as I am capable to lift because some people have turned around and said to me, please don't lift as much as you want to lift, if that makes sense, because they don't want me to do damage and obviously for me to go off sick. And I completely understand that. That's why I try and test myself at home what I'm capable of of lifting to then compare that to work so then I don't strain myself. Yeah, uh, I mean, you do very similar in ways of lifting, you probably do similar to what I do. Um, I'm a delivery driver by trade, so if anything, trying to use your, or trying to do normal jobs as you probably would do, um, and trying to function as normally as you can is, is a chore. Um, especially when, uh, even when I see you around the house, trying to lift stuff and everything like that, I do generally see you struggle just doing probably the simplest of tasks. Mm. Predominantly, even if you just bend down, it's it's a task. Putting your socks on or shoes on, it's a task. Because there's that sharpness of pain that just... Oh, yeah, it, it, it just shoots. At any time, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not great. It's not great at all. But there are positives that are... The medication that you're on now is working. Oh yeah, it's working. It, it helps me on a day-to-day basis. So I'm on methanamic acids um, on top of amoprazole. So amoprazole is your like your gastro that protects your stomach, your gastro tablet that protects your stomach. And my methanamic acids I take three times a day. So I take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I give myself four hour gaps as if like you were taking paracetamol or ibuprofen. But I try and space it out as much as I can. Sometimes I forget taking it. And if I forget to take it, then yeah, I know that I'm going to be in, in a great deal of pain if I don't take it. There's certainly a difference. There is there is certainly a difference. Um... I feel a bit more, I see, I don't know if you agree with me, I feel a bit more bubblier once I've had... The medication. You certainly feel more. You certainly look and feel more relaxed. There's, there's certainly more of a relaxed feel and more of a yeah, more bubbly kind of personality than if you were not on it. Not on the medication, then you would certainly know there's a certain real difference and feel like that. Um, for sure, definitely mm. a more positive view. Mm. Shall we move on to the to the more sensitive subject? What are you, the sex life? Yeah. This has hit us for six. Ever since I got diagnosed. Well, even before I got diagnosed with it, shall I say. It comes to a point that I can't even have sex properly because it hurts that much. It's come to a point, and I think we'll both agree on this, the intimacy side has dropped. It has dropped drastically. Um... I think to the fact for yourself that you, you you barely don't want me probably even cuddling you at times because if, if I was to probably touch it at, at your back for instance or as I come round to hug you or something like that and I t- literally touch either the front part of your stomach or just put my heart hand on you or something like that and it's shoot pain. It does hurt. It, it hurts. Um, it hurts. I don't, I don't know if it's because 
I'm not lubricated properly. Sometimes if I am lubricated a lot more, then it can be pleasurable. But at times I have struggled to not be able to lubricate properly and we try and have it. And it, I don't know if it's because of me being dry, but it's the fact that I then get shooting pain straight in my back and I go, I can't go any further. We, the, the, the sex life is non-existent. It is non-existent. It's non-existent at the moment. We do foreplay. We do give each other pleasure as much as we can. But at times, I can get exhausted because obviously I don't have the energy that I used to have. And so we tr- we try, but it's not as much as we used to be, if that makes sense, before I got diagnosed with this. It's certainly, yeah, it, it's, it's certainly not as much as what we probably like and probably as much as well as, as we, we want used to, to be <laughs> um, but at the end of the day it's the welfare and the, the, the health the health and safety of your of your, your partner in, in general sex isn't everything but is it obviously brings that close intimate bond within the relationship mm. um, I say we, we we have we probably have a bit of foreplay here and there. To oh, we have a we have our fun moments. That's what we call them. Yeah, our, fu- <laughs> our fun moments in uh, the limelight. But we we know we know we know both each other's boundaries. If we, if there's a no go, then there's a no go. Oh yeah, when I say no, I say no, and yeah, he he just stops and he goes right, take a break, maybe return back to it or just leave it for another day um, and I think generally I think it brings us more or less on our last topic of emotionally how, how it affects us, us as a whole us as a whole um, not being able to just hug you at times yeah do, I do find do, it difficult doing, doing the, base, the basic just cuddle or hug it's difficult because we could probably be in bed and just generally want to cuddle up and even that's difficult because if you can't get comfortable just generally in the normal cuddling position that in general is it's tough oh yeah it is very tough especially when i have a back spasm like when we when i first before I even sorry, before I even got diagnosed, and all I kept asking you was for a hot bot, hot water bottle, and I couldn't get comfortable. You just wanted to hug me, and I wouldn't even allow you to touch me. Then the only thing it would do was, and it's, even still is till now, is a hot water bottle. It's a hot water bottle, and they do they do say that is heat. They say a wheat bag or a hot water bottle can sort of relieve the pain a little bit, not as much as you most probably want it to be. But it can, in such ways, sort of relieve it. That's it. It's, 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 it's emotionally, it's 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 been tough. Like I say the next, the last year and a half, emotionally, we've gone through through two major events in our relationship. Um, one being me on crutches. One being crutches and wheelchair, and now again, probably in a wheelchair at times because you've been barely able to walk at times. Because well, of the yeah, muscle spasm. Um, it ain't been easy. No, it hasn't. It hasn't, it hasn't been easy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, 
see you in the pain, literally, probably, probably near enough sprawled out on the floor in absolute agony and unable to move. It's it's heartbreaking for for me speaking, probably speaking for most blokes, seeing your partner sprawled out on a bed or on the floor, unable to do anything, makes you feel pretty useless. Yeah, you want to try and help as much as you can. I can't, I can't physically do anything to help you because I can't touch you. If I touch you in the wrong place or something like that, it's more pain for you. Oh, yeah. So I kind of have to leave you to kind of sort yourself out or move without me interacting. Yeah, physically. Physically can't do anything about yeah. it. Which, obviously, in conclusion, how how is it actually currently affecting us now? I think now, in, now. Least, in, in, in current days, we know what's going on. We've got a diagnosis. We've got a diagnosis. We know what we're, what we're up against. Medication, I say, is working. And the pain, has, I think you'll agree, has reduced quite considerably. Yeah. I've seen more mobility and more things you can do compared um, to when I wasn't on the right medication to begin with um, and yeah generally the personality is certainly the Chloe I know compared to compared to probably when we first started this I probably didn't know you I'm going to point, point blankly say I didn't probably I, it wasn't the person that I first met yeah I sort of see where you're coming from it, it was it was a struggle to try and gain back something that was once taken from me and try and gain that person back if that makes sense I know it came to the point that I was always reduced into tears saying I'm in pain what the hell to do and I remember I keep remembering uh, shouting at you saying, help me, help me, what do I do, what do I do? And there was you thinking, what am I meant to do? It's tough, like I say, it was, it was tough because how do you how do you help someone when you don't know what the pain is? And what the pain is, you're yeah. Kind of, you're, you're kind of coming in as someone out of completely unknown, thinking if I touch in the wrong place, it's not like simply someone's falling over and you just pick them up and kind of go, there you go, you're back on your feet. You touch that, you, if I touch you in your back or literally pull you up for your arms and quickly, pain would automatically just click in and sharp pain would. It's not like I have to, especially when you were down, if you were bent down or a thing like that. I'd have to leave you to get up on your own. Oh yeah, because I, I can't. You I, can't physically touch me. I wouldn't I allow just, you. Regardless, if I was just to put my hand out to, to, to obviously help you up, that wasn't possible. No. Now it's kind of like if you want to get up, I'll hold both my hands up and you pull yourself up using me as a a as guide. A, as a guide. Um, so yeah, I have I have my fiance back who I who I who I knew when I first met her. Things are a lot more better now because we know what we're facing. And based on the last two major events we've had over this last year and a half, we're stronger for it. Oh yeah, I completely agree. Our, our, our relationship bond in general 
is far stronger than I can ever have ever imagined. Oh yeah, I completely agree We've with you. We've gone through challenges for our time that have probably put us to breaking point, and this this part of it probably is one of them. Yeah. There have been parts where I have come downstairs and just wanted to sleep down here. Just keep me up, keep out and harm, is, harm's I've, way. And there have been a couple of nights where I have done that in general, especially after your laparoscopy, where I've come downstairs and slept down here. So you have the space of the bed. It was the first night I think you stayed down here, and then you came up the second night I think you did. And you sort of gave me my space. That's what they try and do, give, give the space. But it was the fact that sometimes I cannot, I don't know if it's the same for you, can't sleep without each other. If what, if you were to sleep downstairs, I sometimes have a rough night's sleep. I think when this went before we started living together, um, when you used to stay over and everything, I wouldn't be able to sleep as well as I did when you used to stay over and now it's impossible for me to sleep properly without you having my arm, your arm around me. Mm. It's the comfort things. And it's during those times that parts of it, because we had arguments and everything, those comfort times weren't there because it's how difficult those times were. Oh yeah. But like I say, we've come out those sides stronger and we're stronger than ever. We, we, we constantly tell each other week by week or day by day we are a team and that's what we'll stay you know crying out loud we're getting married in two years time you know if, if we didn't we can't put up each other now uh, yeah exactly if we can't put up with each other living together god knows what we're gonna be like if we're married <laughs> but yeah everything is positive and we're, we're moving on with it we're taking obviously taking each day as it comes yeah right i am going to conclude that there thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it if you left a rating and a review you can find show notes on my facebook page and on my youtube channel which is spelt the pronunciation way of endometriosis go follow me on social media as well which is facebook which is endometriwatt and instagram endowodders and i'll catch you in the next episode <laughs>